Welcome back, Red Spotters, another show here on the Red Spotlight Entertainment Podcast. This is episode number 220. I'm joined today by Peter Martinez and Alexis Moreno. How are you guys doing today? I'm pretty good. It was actually kind of a productive day. That's a, that's that, that's new. Yeah. Uh, Peter? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all, no. No. I mean, productive in the sense that I did like two things that I have never done before. <laughs> like, that's it. So today's show is going to be a recap show in terms of the three of us getting reacquainted with, you know, everyday life now, as it is, you know, staying inside our homes. We'll be discussing what we've been watching, what we've been up to. We might even have some recommendations as far as movies you can see uh, if you haven't seen before. Um, And then also the bulk of the show today is going to be dedicated to having a frank and honestly not very comfortable conversation about what the future of movies, the movie industry, and movie going is going to look like. The big headlines that we'll be discussing is whether or not VOD is going to be a viable platform going forward as far as money making. Uh, AMC theaters declaring bankruptcy or uh, in talks, I should say, as the headline says by Movie Web, in talks with lawyers to go about declaring bankruptcy. It's been a month, people. Um, and then, of course, Bob Iger. And we never mentioned this, that Bob Iger had stepped down on this show before uh, as far as the CEO of the company. But he has resumed uh, majority control and the company is now going to be very different, as he says, going forward with COVID-19 um you know we're gonna try and keep it light but it's I think we're seeing every day now that the the world that we knew is over and we're now in this new world and it's like it's still kind of surreal I was you know out for a drive the other day cruising not getting off and going anywhere I was just driving around my neighborhood and just the mere sight of seeing just the the people that are driving in cars with like full-blown masks on or hankies on or something and it's like people are walking with you know medical masks and it's like oh my god i guess this must have been like after 9-11 that's that's what i was literally just thinking right now too yeah after 9-11 when like people were like well this is a new world and we have to adapt the new things. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to this podcast the other, the other day, uh, the Diz unplugged and they were talking about how, you know, us Americans always like really questioned how in some Asian countries like China, it, wearing masks is just the norm. And maybe that could be the norm for us. I mean, I'm literally having conversations with family members about, well, whenever we get back to when we're allowed to go out, we already know that we're going to have to wear masks now. It's just part of everyday life. You have Dr. Fauci of the white house saying that we might not, you probably shouldn't shake hands ever again. I mean, it's like, it's, we're talking about Disney thinking about, um, having, you know, taking your temperature before going into a park if, and when this is resolved. So how are you guys, you know, coping with all of that? Are you guys like staying mentally sane? (laughs) Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've I've had days. I mean, like you said, it's been a month. There's been days where like it does get to me, but most of the time I've been fine. Yeah, I, I I'm there too. I will say, like, I've gotten used to um just thinking about everything I touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just always at the back of my head now. Like anytime yeah. I go out, it's like, okay, I touch the steering wheel, I touch this. 
okay, if I touch that, that means I gotta wash, I gotta, you know, spray some shit on my hands. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's, I don't even, it's, it's kind of muscle memory now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it'll be interesting to see if that sticks moving forward. Touching my face. I've been very aware <laughs> how much I touch my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, that's the worst. Cause I just, I need, oh shit. I have my. <laughs> Don't fit the microphone. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna have to tweak that because that's gonna be. It's gonna sound bad. <laughs> if you're listening on headphones, that's going to be like a punch in the eardrum. That's not a pleasant <laughs> sound. It really isn't. But you know, leave it in. Think... That's what they deserve. <laughs> yeah, that, that give them what they want. Um, you know, if and when this is all over, in terms of Corona having subsided and. You do have to wonder, considering how self how self conscious we are basically becoming as a result of this, if this is going to stick, not just like in terms of like in the middle of a pandemic, but just like in general, are, are we all just going to become a community of like full blown germaphobes um, because of because uh, I'll be honest, it's like yeah, I'm thinking about that everywhere I go, even here. If I know some changes that whenever um, uh, someone in the family my family goes out for, you know, for necessary groceries and we're all on lockdown. Like no one's leaving unless you're an essential worker or unless like we have to get like supplies. Me. That's the only reason we have to go out. And whenever uh, groceries are brought back, like, you know, like my family is wearing gloves and they're wiping everything down, like disinfecting wipes and everything. And it's like, and then if my mom's the one going out to go get it, she literally comes back, changes, and takes a full-blown shower. Yeah, that's what that's what we had to tell my dad and my brother to do. Um, they have to, like, go in through the garage and leave their, their clothes in the garage and then run to the shower. But they get home, like, <laughs> they get home, like, at four in the morning, so, like, we're all asleep because <laughs> they work nights. So, like, that's kind of good, too, that they're, like, not, like, in full contact of like many people mm-hmm. when they're yeah, at work right. um but yeah we told them like you know like we're like me and my mom are doing like our part in like staying in and stuff and like you know trying to <laughs> keep each other sane uh but like we told them like you guys have to like help out too like i know you guys are working and stuff but like yeah <laughs> no it's it, 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 it's changing just every little aspect that you can think of. And we should mention um, the fourth member of our little um, group here. Uh, Kyle is not here tonight because he is and has been an essential worker, apparently. Like, in fact, you know, to give credit to Kyle, you know, he's actually been working m- more in the yeah. pandemic than he ever was <laughs> before. So, like, he's literally... If I'm not mistaken, he's only off for like three days out of like a seven day work week. He's working five days a week um, in the middle of a pandemic. And he just shared this photo the other day of him with like this big ass like handkerchief uh, or like a bandana um, while he's at work. Making damn pizzas. He's, yeah, he's making pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all things considered, we're in, you know, for people who are wondering, we're in the Western Hemisphere, we're, um, literally in California, some of us are in Arizona, which is next door to California, um, 
I don't think because we keep, we keep in touch pretty often. Uh, we, I don't think any of our families have been impacted by this yet, right? Have you guys heard of anyone in your families? Mm, no. I have a friend who might have it. Oh. But we don't know yet. Should take a test? No, not yet. Mm. Yeah. I know um, I have uh, these uh, cousins that are in uh, well, aunt, aunt and uncle, and then also cousins that live in Missouri. Um, and from what I understand, one was tested positive, but it was a mild case. He was working and then he was sent home because of a fever and a cough. So they had given him a test and he had tested positive. Um I know his wife was having a range of symptoms, but from my, and it's been, I think a week now since we found out about that, but so far they're okay. Um, no one's been sent to the hospital or ICU yet, as I'm aware of, but I'm thinking at least two positive cases so far in my family, at least my extended family are concerned. I know that um, some of my dad's friends, uh, which I, they're pretty much like my aunt and my uncle because I've known them like my whole life. Um, right. But one of the wife's brothers uh, went to, I believe, Italy uh, sometime in the beginning of the year for their oh, honeymoon. For his honeymoon. And they came back and I guess like a few weeks ago they were tested positive. I don't know if they were, like, in critical condition or something. I mean, I hope not. Uh, but I know that the wife, um, she has, like, diabetes and, like, all these other, like, complications already. So I do, I'm not sure how much, like, that has affected her. But, yeah. That's, like, I think that's, like, the the closest that I know that's, like, somewhat related i mean they're like mm -hmm. not related but you know i know them but yeah at least um in the area that peter and i reside in so far it's i i not a catastrophe not bad yet mm -hmm. um and we're fortunate for that you know for however long it lasts real quick um because i know a lot of people like to talk shit about california uh fuck you california's awesome uh, it is better than all your other states, um, c c mainly because California is much more progressive than most every other state. So, you know, they weren't a bunch of idiots and they got ahead of this thing, those in charge. And that's why we're doing a lot better right now as a state. <laughs> oh, God, you shouldn't have said that because you just ignited something. Um... <laughs> the professor's coming up. <laughs> Yeah, sit down, kids. Here's my rant for the day. Um, it's because Gavin Newsom, and you know what? I'm not a I'm not a particularly super fan of Gavin Newsom, our governor here in California. I yeah. mean, he, you know, but if he hasn't done the best job in the country so far, as far you know, as far as like you know, dealing with the pandemic, and he has, and, and it's it shouldn't be because he. I, I feel like so far. Hold on, Gavin Newsom uh -huh. has been Governor Newsom has. I keep getting his damn name wrong. Governor Newsom has been doing what I feel is what every state should be doing. And in mm -hmm. most cases, a lot of 
red states are dropping the ball and getting people killed. Let's just be real there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I would say that a lot of, including the president, but a lot of these, you know, uh, governors in red states are, I think, directly complicit in uh, a lot of people's deaths. Um, but just to call out the Democrats real quick, because, you know. Yes. We're, we're fair and balanced. We're fair and balanced. Only the Democrats would turn, fall in love, and start to fawn over the governor of easily the single worst state right now. Fucking, um, what's his name? Uh, Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, yeah. New York? New York, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're worse than literally every other place in this country, uh, maybe the world at this point. And for some reason, the Democrats all started to fawn over him simply because he's on the television every day. And, and, and it never, they never seem to connect the dots, you know, why is it he's on the television every day? Because the, the, his patch of land that he looks over is doing the absolute worst out of everyone in this country. Maybe we should question why is that, um, but you know, no. Well, it's like uh, you know, not just to you know make this a purely political discussion, but just to broaden out the scope. I think all of us have seen a number of headlines in the last few weeks um, that have made us want to bash our heads into the wall in terms of how people have been acting, in terms of how certain people have been responding. I know. Alexis, I mean, just to bring it down to a, you know, uh, a neighborhood level on us or a community level, I know Alexis has shared, you know, some pretty eye, uh, eyebrow raising posts from people who are from our, our high school community. Um, people who have, um, done everything from fly off to a vacation in the middle of the pandemic and who have also really, you know, been behaving like brats about, oh, this is being blown out of proportion. It's it's honestly crazy how there are still people who think that. We're in the Imperial Valley, where almost nothing in nothing touches our little like, you know, Moss Eisley, Tatooine, like pirate like hellhole. Like nothing I mean I mean this I, I and I mean that lovingly by the way. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever like touches our small community. But this has to the point where like almost a hundred people now are confirmed. And to think that people are still like questioning oh this is being blown out of proportion. Um I mean it, no? it's, it's so infuriating when you have people that are like, oh yeah, like ghosts are real. I've seen them. I've interacted with them. Oh, yeah, I believe the government is actually this secret thing, blah, 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 da, 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 da. Like, readily believes a lot of crazy shit. (laughs) But then when it comes to this, where it's like, literally, fucking, they've canceled all sports. Like, the economy's crashing. Like, people are dying. Everything is closed. Everything's closed. They're building mass graves. Well, you know, I think people are just overreacting. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God. No, are you t- for real? Today, oh my God. I saw a video, a, a thing on somebody, like, posted it on Twitter. Um, somebody was having, or like, a group of people were having a protest about <laughs> being on lockdown. Like, there was people in the streets being like, 
no, like, this is, like, this is fake, blah, blah, blah. What? Oh, my God. It's nuts. And it's, like, I don't know. It's just, like, this, like, it's not just us. Like, I don't get it. Like, it's not just the U.S., you know? Like, it's literally all over the world. That is the single most stupid thing I have heard after people literally having and this was the title a coronavirus party the first week of the of the lockdown there was a coronavirus party i think in kentucky in which of course people <laughs> were sick with coronavirus after oh my God. <laughs> it's like people take pride in being difficult or they need attention i don't know what it is in well question, the big thing i don't know the big thing in the early weeks was that Florida was just, you know, proving the country why they're the worst in almost every single aspect. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I feel strongly that Disney shouldn't have thrown a party to close the parks when, you know, disaster in the sky is falling. I get yeah. like, okay, this is the last day the park is going to close. But don't say that there was a party to close the parks and it have it be that fucking full the beaches were filled with people for like i think two weeks after the fucking like pandemic started hitting hard mm -hmm. even here in california it, it took i think mayor garcetti or governor newsom to okay you know what fuck you guys we're, we're closing the beaches and the parks i mean you we asked you the first week to stay home and they had to like say no we're just gonna we're just gonna close them it's just sad that people have to be forced into making the right decision mm -hmm. or at least to have some kind of sense and yeah and it's like people are saying like you can't force me and it's like well they wouldn't have to if you would have just listened yeah uh, but but it's like i i, I uh... And I don't even think that they're doing enough to enforce. No, them. hell no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think they're doing enough. First of all, I like um instead of like cops beating up people that they see not have a face mask, cops should be walking around with the fucking bags full of face masks and every time they see someone that doesn't have one like handing them out to people to, to put on um there should be government agencies that are literally bringing people's food to their door, dropping it off um, so that they don't have to go out to grocery stores and, and stuff like that. Uh, no one should be going to work except, you know, essential workers. Pizza delivery men shouldn't be essential workers, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, but like they shouldn't. Yeah, like Kyle shouldn't yeah. have yeah, to yeah, yeah. still go door to door. Um, you know, I don't, uh, to be real though, I don't think he's delivering. I think he's, they're staying put at, at, at the, at the it store. It shouldn't and be open. It shouldn't, it I mean, shouldn't no, be they, open. they shouldn't like, be open. They shouldn't be open at no. all. But from what I understand, people are going to them mm -hmm. picking up their food and that's that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But st still, it, it, it shouldn't it's be not, open at all. It, no. They shouldn't be open at all. Um, everyone should be getting a minimum of 2000 a month, uh, not just one paycheck. Yeah, not just one Or, payment. like, not even that. Like, why can't... I mean, I don't know if, like, this... I mean, I feel like I've seen it, like, other countries do it, but why can't... They have. Why can't, like, they just shut everything down? Including like, rent payments and yeah, bills? Yeah, like, yeah. That's that, covered. I feel like that would make more sense, rather, to spend all of this money to give to people to pay... Like, I don't know, that just, like, I feel like we're going to be in more trouble after that, because if it keeps going, 
Like, that that money's gonna run out. We don't know when this is gonna end. Well, other countries have literally shut the economy down. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it just, it doesn't make sense to me. And, like, yeah, like, I don't know if I'm gonna be getting the money, but, like, I'm obviously gonna take it because I have bills and shit. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would feel much better not getting the money and not having to pay anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. That just doesn't make any sense to me. It's, I feel really the core issue. And, um, I, I don't want to say apologies to people who may say this is becoming too political of a discussion, but it, it, it's, it's not just political. It's just a real life and death issue. This, this pandemic has exposed two really critical things about our society exposed in that. I mean, not that I didn't already know and not that any of us didn't already know this, but like, it's really shown to us. Our government can't even function when there's a pandemic. And worse yet, our healthcare system is truly a shining star for how not to do (laughs) healthcare. Oh, yeah. That's one of the big things. Immediately, everyone should have been given a test. Everyone, not just a few systems. What happened with that? Just to be clear, what happened? Why wasn't why were why didn't we have tests earlier? Why was that? You know why? It's all Trump. But we're specifically the the people at PBS are reporting that Donald Trump specifically in January Mm -hmm. did not want to have a mass produced testing of coronavirus because he feared that would hurt his chances for re-election. That's what that was the official reporting, so people understand that. He wanted as few people positive as possible. And it's like I I I shouldn't even try to explain why that's stupid because I think it's beyond <laughs> obvious. Um yeah, I mean as as just... the recording we have and I haven't looked at the latest number. I think we're close to 25,000 dead mm-hmm. so far. I mean, of, we're of easily number one in the world. And we're going to be that for a while. So, I mean, he made America great again in that regard. USA, um, we're number one again. Yeah. So, promises kept, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, 25,000 around there, maybe even close to 30,000 by the time this podcast is uploaded, dead. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That's great. And the goal, the goal is 200,000 dead. <laughs> How many people are, were you Infected? guys around? No, no, no. Dead? Like the population where you guys are at. In terms of what? Like just Infected? population. No, just. The population. I don't know. I can... Isn't it like 15 or isn't it like 30? In like know. Brawley? So, yeah. I think it's like 30. So it's basically like the all of Brawley. Popula- yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Wow, you really just put these into perspective. Our entire <laughs> town, that's 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 the size that it's as if our town would, would just like cease to exist. That's how many bodies are actually yeah. that's not true. Um we're Brawley population is twenty six thousand, so it's more than so the passed. population. <laughs> yeah. It's heading towards San Diego. <laughs> yeah, it's heading it's getting El Centro. Um no, that's really bad. That's like that's really yeah. Really, like I know really we're laughing, but it's just like this is just. I mean, we have to laugh <laughs> because it's just you know blatant stupidity, arrogance, and just you know this is late stage capitalism at its finest. The fact that you know, admittedly, like the fact that some corporations are doing the bare minimum in in like let's say Disney paid you guys for a month Alexis or a T-Mobile or some cell companies are like you know you get mm. unlimited data for however long this lasts the fact that those mild like tokens are 
are, are like viewed on as why corporations are heroic versus, but then again, the competition, the competition is our government that just is fails to function at any level whatsoever. Yeah. I I would say like, I wouldn't expect the companies to do any of this. The, the government should be doing this. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think it's telling, but to speak to the whole late stage capitalism, I think it's telling that a lot of, and it's, it's conservatives, let's be real here, are saying that like, no, you need to restart the, the economy. Everyone needs to go back to work because realistically more people could die if you don't restart the economy soon. And it's like, okay, even if what you're saying is wrong, but even if it were true, doesn't that show something if if this if the system in which we live in just literally falls apart after like two weeks of mm-hmm. of quarantine? Maybe the system sucks, maybe it needs some reform, maybe it needs some changes you mm-hmm. know <laughs> uh, maybe you're proving that all of this is absolute crap um it's crazy and and to put it in perspective like twenty what was it thirty thousand dead I forgot to say this. Um, three thousand people died on nine eleven, yeah. and nine eleven was this like world defining, changing thing. Um, this is thirty thousand dead. Thirty thousand. Um, and it it's not like it's stopping. It's it's still moving. Um, can you imagine how different the world would be the next day if like some ter- terrorists? blew up 30,000 Americans. Like, there would be massive changes. Um, he, money would not be an option, right? Like, it, it would be the next day, you know. Yeah. People, right now, Congress is on a break. And they're not coming back. And, and I quote, it was something along the lines of, un, unless for, like, uh, an emergency that they would come back. This is <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's nuts. Yeah. I want to point out something in to bring just a button this this part of the show up. You know, um in recent weeks we've had members of Congress, governors of the conservative political persuasion that have openly flat out have said they'd be okay with sacrificing certain people if it meant starting up the economy. I think some commentators have said, um, you know, old people wouldn't want the economy to be bad for their children, so they'd be gladly to give up their lives. We've had big... um, That's horrible. Christian churches who have defied stay-at-home orders and are having big masses um these are the with, same people that cried about death panels by the way these are the same people who especially of the religious variety who support a the president who is a three-time adulterer yeah <laughs> and i mean who had sex with porn stars i mean like i just feel that at every turn i i'm not gonna forget this and it it makes me so upset that if if we haven't forgotten nine eleven, there's like no way we're ever gonna. Forget well, we're not gonna this. forget Corona, but like you know, but the thing here's the, the thing about nine eleven, we haven't forgotten the act, 
But I think a lot of people have forgotten the Patriot Act. The, the militaristic and imperialistic responses taken by George W. Bush in the aftermath, the failure of the war in Iraq, like a lot of those things, people have seemed to have just completely like fallen by the wayside. Those are disastrous things that have happened. And I, the thing that happens every single time is that we're shown repeatedly, and again, this is just me talking here, my opinion, but in every instance and point, I never will vote in my life for any Republican or any conservative, because every time, in every situation, they're the worst people to deal with anything. The fact that we, in public, you have these people who are encouraging people to go out and kill themselves in order to restart the economy. I had this, like, it's just so sad that we have, you know, these incompetent sociopaths in our government that worship money over human lives. I don't know what is going to take for people to wake up. I, I, at this point, I don't, I don't know if there's any level at which shit can hit the fan. I don't know. Like I, I legitimately don't know. Um, because early- President Trump has a great chance of getting reelected, and he's responsible for the many deaths that have happened in this country. I would say directly responsible, um, and he has a fantastic chance of getting reelected. Like it's a sad statement when your best no, it's a sad statement when your best hope is that enough people die to get people scared to vote him out of office. That's the best hope we got. Uh- <laughs> This isn't going to turn into a fucking, like, you know, rally for Joe Biden, but it's like, hey, um, not a fan of any of his policies. As I mean, they're too right for my taste, but... The, literally, I'm, I, t- I don't consider it vo- voting for Joe Biden. I just don't want Republicans to control this country for the next 50 years. Which is the exact same thing that a lot of Republicans who didn't like Trump voted for him anyway because the Supreme Court yeah, and the all these Supreme other things. Court. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm not voting for Biden because I want to vote for Biden. I'm just voting for Biden because, you know what, at this point, I don't think we can survive another four years of Donald Trump. People are literally dying well, right now. I think we could. Well, we, who, whoever you deem I mean, collectively, we to be. yes, but I don't know if I'm going to survive <laughs> another four years personally. I mean, shit, people are dropping like flies right now. It's crazy. I just know that the earth won't survive another 40 years of conservative rule um and that's you got to look at the big picture and we haven't talked about that i know this is getting longer in terms of this discussion Mm -hmm. but we haven't even mentioned one of the most eerie elements of this pandemic alexis has been sharing and i as well images of just like animals roaming the streets because people are out are, are are not outside we're talking about pollution you know um going down mm-hmm. dramatically for the first time in decades. Like, there's no smog in India where you can see the Himalayan mountains. In LA. There's no smog in L.A. <laughs> there were pictures of seals, like, on the streets, like wolves coming back into in, in, in Midtown. And it's like, whoa. Like, that's the part that kind of scares me the most. It's almost like nature is reclaiming their territory. It's like that movie. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> the Day After or, Tomorrow? No. Uh, it's like... The the plants are like trying to kill everybody because they don't like. No, oh, that one. You know what you <laughs> What's it called? The happening. Um, 
Yeah. Oh. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> uh, with uh, Marky Mark. And Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel, yes. Um, <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, that's a funny movie. Um, What's happening? I mean... <laughs> the happening is happening. <laughs> yeah. I guess my thing is like... I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what to. Uh, I feel like a lot of people bring up the that shit to be like pseudo deep or whatever. Like yeah, oh, I, I I know weird the disease. I was like, ah, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> I agree, <laughs> I agree. We should do more. Um, yeah, like it's clearly like effective, but to go as far as saying we're the disease, like okay. <laughs> It's dumb. But, yeah, but like, but I, yeah, like I agree with you. Like, clearly, like something needs to happen after this to not go back to the way that we were. Yeah, and, but I feel like I could just jump into like a million different green, um, green policies that I would like to see enacted. One of the biggest ones, and I, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I know why, but I would love that. This is something I would love to see within my lifetime is high-speed rails. I think high-speed rails are the fucking jam. Uh, high-speed rails interconnected across the entire U.S., where you can, like, hop on a high-speed rail right uh, in California, uh, go to New York for the night to eat, and then fucking be back, a few, uh, be back home a few hours later. Like, um, just, like, economic uh, and green transportation for the whole country. I just think it's like a no-brainer. <laughs> so not everyone is out there with a car. Literally, almost every single policy platform that you know Bernie Sanders put out there when he was running for president, to my sensibilities, it's a no-brainer. To most Americans who vote, i.e., older people, it's like the death. It's like you know socialism reincarnate, or I don't know, so, like I don't know, um, Stalin or whatever. I've never. I don't think I've ever talked about this on here, but I'll talk about it. Um, my grandmother, um, who's in her 80s currently, uh, when she was younger, she used to work for uh, a doctor's office, sort mm -hmm. of like an assistant. And she she told me she remembers when they first were um, introducing Medicare and like the doctor being like, oh, this is socialism. This is this. This is terrible. This is that. And then she's like, but once it passed, who was the first one in there signing up people for Medicare so he can bring in people, <laughs> bring in people to, to what's into his practice? It was the doctor. <laughs> um, it, it's a tale as old as time, I have to say. And, and it's always bullshit. The same people that were screaming about how terrible Obamacare is uh, or were the same people screaming not to have their Obamacare taken away from them? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. So you know, it, it's been it's been an interesting few weeks. And as we transition to the next part of this you know, discussion, we should also just talk about you know what we've been doing to keep ourselves busy. Me personally, I've been. Uh, you know, watching, rewatching a lot of older films to prepare for shows like Pixar and, and uh, Disney. But more recently, I've actually been delving into um, a more, well, 
and particularly one filmmaker's uh, films that I hadn't seen and then rewatching others and then uh, some classic movies. So let me see here. I rewatched. Well, actually, no. For the first time ever, I actually sat down and watched the original Wizard of Oz uh, the other day. Oh, that's the right. Original. You're a fake fan. Wait, what? The original Wizard of Oz. I've seen like many different like. No, the original is the one you should have seen. Yeah, that's, wait, it's I, reason I, I, to be mad. Wait, <laughs> go off, like, go off. Like Judy Garland original? Yes, the Wizard but of Oz. But you've seen others. I've literally seen like almost every ripoff version of that movie. Like you know, a Muppets or Tom and Jerry, or whatever. Like that kind of crap. Uh, you the same story. Me. Yeah, I mean, it, did I you got, like it? It was great. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so it's a classic movie. That's I don't know what she I mean. Cares about. I, but it's like I've seen the story before. That's the thing, you know. The, these it's stories not I got. Same. Of course, it's not the same. <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually because I actually um, uh, we had it on our on our digital locker, but I I upgraded to the 4K version so I could see it restored, and it was beautiful. You Honestly, should watch um, Return to Oz. On Disney Plus, I, yeah. I considered it. I, I hear people like it's a cult it's, classic. Hey, it's guess what? Interesting. It's better. <laughs> Whoa! It's interesting. It's better. <laughs> yeah. So, The Wizard of Oz. Um, it's kind of the perfect movie for like these times. Um, and I mean, I think to me, what I I think liked, I, there's a lot to like about the movie, but. Um, I Judy Garland was just so captivating as Dorothy. Like I want to watch and, the the movie that they did on her. Oh yeah, Judy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily about her whole life, but it's yeah, yeah, about yeah. Her, the last few months. It, it's good. Uh, it's it's BBC. They do a good job with those biopics. But um, the it, it's strange to me. Like the whole the whole time I was thinking like. How did Walt Disney not make this movie? Because this is exactly the kind of movie he would make. And I think I was I was watching a um, a clip of the movie, and they were saying that it, the movie kind of got upstarted because Walt Disney made Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and MGM was like, "Well, we can make something like that." Yeah, and it was successful. Also, that book was written in Coronado. Have you read the book? No. There's a uh, lot I of just... there's a lot of beheadings. Oh, that's nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that was like the only fun fact I know about that movie. No, no, it's not. <laughs> I like I I used to watch a lot of shows like that would go into like uh like because I know um the props and stuff are like really mm-hmm. big and like like I don't know Hollywood I guess oh um. Do you guys... Oh, go ahead. I'll say it after. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, do you guys know about the, the, the like, I don't know what it's called, like, film museum that should be yeah, opening now? He, he mentioned it a few months back, uh, but there had been a film museum that was going to open up, but is that still going to happen now? I mean, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it, I don't think it was supposed to open up, like, soon. But it was supposed to open up. And it's like um, in L.A., I think. And it was part of I don't know if it was part of the Smithsonian or something, but it's about films. Um, And the Ruby Slippers are going to be in there. 
um, the wow. refurbished uh, Brucey from Jaws. Like, oh, oh shit. I, I know I that. hit the mic um, again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. There was a show on Netflix. I don't think it's on there anymore, but it was like. I forgot the name of it, but it was basically this guy who uh, auctioned different, like, movie Memorabilia? props. Yeah. And his, like, favorite movie of all time was The Wizard of Oz. So, he, like, those are the ones that he would, like, try to find the most of. And I know that in one episode he went to... Oh, crap. I forgot her name. Um, Le- Princess Leia's mom. <laughs> I forgot her name. Oh, uh, Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, he went to go to her house, and she had this giant warehouse of, like, just, like, a bunch of, like, movie props and stuff. Like, I think she had Marilyn Monroe's, like, white dress, and she had a bunch of stuff for, like, The Wizard of Oz and wow. stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like they might have gotten a lot of stuff from her, like, for Maybe. the museum. Yeah. yeah. So, I also saw, I've been catching up on Spielberg that I hadn't already seen before. I mentioned previously that I saw Minority Report. I've since seen, for the first time, I mean. Mm -hmm. So for the first time, I've also seen Munich and AI. Oh, AI is controversial. It is. Um, (laughs) Fuck them, though. Um, (laughs) And Empire of the Sun, which features the debut performance of Christian Bale as a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. Uh, really heavy movies. Um, <laughs> like Spielberg is not like seen as the guy who like deals with heavy like material, but that, I mean, all those all movies three of those pretty... are pretty heavy. I think the heaviest is Munich. Yeah, it was kind of hard to watch at some point. I was watching that yesterday. It's, I mean, all, all of those movies I mentioned I think were just great, but they were pretty heavy. Um, we can have so many discussions. Unfortunately, this may not be the space to have those discussions because there's so many movies, but the one that I, I loved all of them, but I will say, I think the one that uh, I wasn't expecting to love, but I loved the most was actually AI. Yeah. Um, I actually really like AI too. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I, I had like, I remember watching it when I was a kid. Um, but I do really, really like AI. It's on Amazon prime right now. So if you have prime, go watch, uh, AI artificial intelligence. Um, Honestly, I, th- I feel it's really underrated. Um, and I was like reading up on the whole like controversy. <laughs> Whoa, were there some hard feelings there um, yeah. from a lot of people? But so. the whole thing where it was like sort of a brainchild between him and um, uh, what's his name? Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick is, is so interesting. It like, really just, is. Just because they're like as different of filmmakers and different of people as can be. But there was always, but you could tell they sort of like had a love and respect for each other that they wanted to. They were friends. They were close friends. Yeah. They wanted to make a film together, but it's like, it's this, this clashing of just mass two different, massively different to different, different people. Um, And I guess some, for some people it just doesn't gel for them. But I really liked it. <laughs> I also rewatched uh, War of the Worlds. I think I actually watched down the whole movie from beginning to end for the first time. I've seen like big parts of the movie, but not for like from the very beginning to the very end. War of the Worlds is actually like one of my least favorite Spielberg movies. But that being said, I kind of like every Spielberg movie. So I'm not really like, you know, to the point where it's like 
I don't like it. I actually mm-hmm. really think it just reminds me that no matter what he does, like especially <clears throat> um, the older movies, he's just really great storyteller. And yeah. he really executes a lot of those big movies really, really well. Mm-hmm. Like World of the Worlds was like, and I also noticed between World of the Worlds, Minority Report, and AI, there must have been something about the 2000s where everything had to be like brightly lit um in those movies like like, like bright white lights um mm-hmm. in a lot of those movies <clears throat> which all came out in the same time shit changed for him once he hit the 2000s i'm telling you well i think 911 was a big thing i think it was happened. i think 911 impacted him more than anyone would have thought there's a lot of a pretty overt 911 imagery and especially War of the Worlds. There's like a plane, yeah, uh, the dust. Uh, it's but it's not only yeah. there. Like it's obviously in Munich, right? And, and like yeah. in like a lot of other areas and other films. So yeah, <laughs> we'll be discussing and maybe we'll do a, a Spielberg files later in the year. Um, I'm gonna do my best to watch all of them now. I have a. Uh, mm. That would be oh, easier because for sure I've seen all of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's made a lot of movies, so it's not really a small feat. You know, it's the one I I don't think I've seen mm. is the comedy one. What was it? Like Always? 19... No, wasn't it called like 19... 19... Oh, 1941, yeah. the failed one. Yeah. The one that was like a big disaster for mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I'm not sure I want to see that. It just... <laughs> it, it doesn't look good to begin with. So, Peter... You've mm-hmm. been watching Disney Plus stuff. Well, currently, I feel oh, like... real quick, uh-huh. real quick. I don't mean to cut you off again, but like, um, as far as Disney Plus, there was some spaces where I was so bored, I literally watched the Dolphin Reef documentary on there. Oh, God. Yeah, it got bad at some point, so... I mean, that's... <laughs> the fact that Disney Plus doesn't have the entire catalog kind of, I think, is dumb of like Disney's yeah. entire catalog. Like I feel like mm-hmm. it's you have one job to provide <laughs> Disney stuff and you can't even do that. Um the Coco concert was pretty great too. Oh that my Alexa God. song. I love it. I saw it <laughs> the, twice. <laughs> the live at the Hollywood Bowl. Um great performances. Really great I didn't know Jaime Camille could sing. Um Really? This is great. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't know much about him except for like some novellas and like some roles, but like he didn't, yeah, he yeah. sang really well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my mom was so that. mad. He was like, Why isn't Alejandro Fernandez here? And I'm like, Oh my he God. He plays a character <laughs> in the movie. Duh. It's so funny. But yeah, no, I saw it like the other day, like the first time I texted you guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah like i thought it was great and then my parents they were in the garage because they like cleaned the garage or something like they were going through like pictures and stuff and my dad kept coming like in and out of the like the house because he was drinking and um he kept like stopping to like look at it because like they were playing like really good songs and then the next day i told my mom like hey like you should watch this like it's really good they have good songs and also like the costumes are like really good because like how they dressed like in the whole show, that's how mm-hmm. my mom dresses. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we watched it, and, like, both of them were, like, super into it, so it was, it was cool. And then, like, she knew, like, most of the people in there, so that was that was nice. Yeah, so I definitely recommend, um, hell, I'll even recommend Dolphin Reef and, and then the Coco concert for things on Disney+. Plus. Also, Waking Sleeping Beauty, amazing documentary film. Go watch that as well. Go ahead, Peter. I feel like I just sort of get into doing 
different shit every single day and like i don't know like i i can't stick to one thing but i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like i've watched a lot of random shit but i'm gonna stick to the current thing i'm doing just because it i have a goal in mind <laughs> i think i need goals just to not um wander off into other shit um yeah yeah i don't know why i just randomly got into doing tier lists i think because i was just bored and i well we've been doing like a marathon of tier shows for a while i mean we've for the last few weeks we did top 10 of the year top 10 of the decade pixar ranked disney princess ranked i mean but i think a few days ago i had sent you guys like four different lists (laughs) of tier Oh, I ignored them. I know you did. <laughs> I ignored them completely. I acted as if it didn't even exist, because, like, why the fuck there should I There was one where you put, like, two movies, and then the rest are, like, at the way bottom. But I forgot what it was, but that it was the DC. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, the- but you forgot to include um, Harley Quinn. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I forgot to include Harley Quinn. Um, that that one would have been up there in the good category. Um but so I decided um, to do the uh, a tier thing for the Disney animated films, Walt Disney Animation Studios specifically. So that's the fifty eight films currently that has come from them. So, but but it also gives me a re- specifically also because it gives me a reason to go back and look at a lot of old shit um, on Disney Plus that I haven't seen in such a long times like well that's i since... think the best part about disney plus is the entire collection as far as the animated feature films are all there mm-hmm. yeah yeah the only good shit is the old shit as far as i'm concerned <laughs> um so like today i saw the adventures of ichabod and mr, and toad. mr. toad wow that's um, a deep cut <laughs> i saw both rescuers um, oh, the rescues. I still have yet to see those movies. <gasps> Either of the rescues. Yeah. yeah. I I'm gonna be honest, like I'm not a fan of the <laughs> I mean the the second one. But I was a huge fan of the first one when I was oh, really? like I would watch really? it all the time. I yeah. thought the second one was better than the first from what oh, I heard anyway. I was so like I remember when I was little and like they told me like because I don't remember like what year that, but I think it was like early on in the 90s that this movie came out but when they told me that there was a second one I was so mad keep in mind I was maybe like four or five years old wait why <laughs> because they made a second one and I was and it looks so different from the first one and I was like no this is the first no. one the first one came out in 1977 and this one came out I in know, 1990 this is like my five-year-old logic but like I was just so mad that they they made it look that way yeah. because I really liked the first one like a oh lot. you're not gonna like my tier list then <laughs> um <laughs> you're not it is interesting though that the rescue is down under it was it was literally in between uh, Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and, and Beauty and the Beast oh yeah, yeah yeah so it's kind of just completely forgotten by most people yeah um yeah so i watched specifically those three today um i'm trying to see what other ones i want to rewatch. um fucking home on the range (laughs) oh god that that is like notorious like i know i've seen it but no home on the range is literally the poster child for the bottom barrel the fail really (laughs) bottom of the barrel 
Um, <laughs> I like Oliver and Company, The Great Mouse Detective, um, The Aristocats, and then some of like the the more musically inclined ones, like the Three Caballeros. Um, yeah, the ones that I recall the least Melody were the Time. ones. In between the 90s and I, the 60s. I watched Melody Time the other day. Mm-hmm. I, it's like, which one, um, wait, was it that one? Um, is that the one with Johnny Appleseed? I think so. They, oh, you haven't they, watched it? Uh, I can't remember. Well, see, the thing is, like, I know for like a, a period of time, like after Snow White, like, uh-huh. Uh, a little bit after that it was just like straight up nothing but like musical films yeah yeah mm-hmm. like like it's it was all it about was, the music it was i think after it was like in between pinocchio and like dumbo maybe bambi or like yeah Pan, because they were it was like during the war so they uh-huh. couldn't be releasing movies um and they so they did like the shorts because i know like the saludos amigos whatever yeah the salu- um saludos amigos. that was when he went to go um i guess like what well, it has like a specific word but it was basically like to get people to distract to distract people from going to go to like a nazi rally or something so he made those <laughs> movies yeah so like they, yeah. i i like that era because it has like such a cool like history uh-huh but like they it's, obviously like it they just like shit them out <laughs> yeah like yeah. there's no narrative thrust to them at all yeah, yeah, yeah really it's just like cartoons yeah uh and music um uh, but yeah it, it it is interesting and and that's the, the stuff that like no one watches you know mm-hmm. um oh, but um after you watch i think it's melody time i like mm-hmm. the names get mixed up but after you watch the johnny Appleseed thing mm-hmm. You have to like say what you think, cause I did like I remember that when I was from when I was little, but uh-huh. like watch, like watching it like two weeks ago, it's wild. <laughs> is it wild? It like is, it's it... it's very religious, like oh insanely well, religious. Disney, I feel like, has always had some like religious ass overtones to some but, of their like, animation. Even even like I feel even more than like the hunchback oh really <laughs> yeah. yeah i need to rewatch it because i have no recollection um let me see there's a few other ones um i have to say uh like just looking at the list the 2000s man they're they're fucking killing it <laughs> early 2000s that was a better year those years i know financially weren't the best but they were better than what people well gave they, yes, for. they were. There were, I think, some of the most inventive I just, in the whole lineup of of Disney animation. Because you had Lilo and Stitch, Emperor's New Groove. You had uh, Treasure Planet and Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even some 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 oddball ones like Dinosaur. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. that movie. That was a weird movie. <laughs> like I recently rewatched it, and I was like, I I I like this. It's it's I fucking. I remember weird. liking it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. You know what movie my brother used like loved when he was little? Um, hmm. Brother Bear. The the Country uh, Bears. No, he uh, loved um he loved Dinosaur, uh, uh but the Country Bears. Oh, the live really? action movie. The live action. Oh, yeah. yeah, he would make me watch it all the time. That shit's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, no. and I thought Dinosaur 
was creepy because I'm not a fan of dinosaurs. I remember but, really liking yeah. the Haunted Mansion movie with Eddie Murphy. You know what? I I enjoy it. Yeah. I actually really really enjoy that's. But that's then again, like the... the 2000s were like that's our time, right? There were mm-hmm. a lot of cheese ball movies that came out in those yeah. years that I loved so much. The Scooby Doo movie that came oh, out. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But but I, it's it is difficult sometimes to go like, is this nostalgia or is this, you know, or do I really like this? Um, yeah. But there but there is a lot of films that I grew up with where I'm like, no, that shit sucks. Like I mean, not to go too hard on it, but fuck Brother Bear. Um <laughs> no yeah. It's it's just it's not terrible. It's just boring. Like Yeah. There's really yeah. not much to it. And like there's the late two early 2000s was hot, but like the later 2000s sucked. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like they were bad. <laughs> like it was Disney trying to do a Dreamworks impression cuz I, I <laughs> Because at that Shrek. point, yeah, because at that Shrek. point, Shrek had taken over uh, yeah. and DreamWorks was doing better animation at that point. So then like fucking Chicken Little, like you could tell they were just throwing shit at the wall and like trying to. Hope. I mean, it got, I for, you forget. I mean, I forget anyway that DreamWorks actually had a presence in the 2000s because of Shrek. It kind of catapulted them into yeah. relevancy, whereas Disney was really falling by the wayside. They were just falling apart at the seams. It's just, it's like so crazy though, because they had such a high in the mm-hmm. 90s and then just like completely. They really just crashed. They crashed. <laughs> like right when they did uh, Fantasia 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it. Mm-hmm. And then just gone. And I, Which also, at the, like, it's the mid to late 2000 movies that I think it got like from home on the range and chicken little where I think and brother bear is where the, the quality it was just deteriorating, but like Lilo and stitch and emperor's new groove and Atlantis and treasure planet by all accounts were very good movies. It just yeah. were, they just were box office duds. They just weren't hit. They just weren't connecting with people at that time. But those are films that, I feel are just genuine. They are good films. <laughs> right. Um, was yeah. it maybe just like they were just burnt out? Because I mean, if you think about it, like even if you think about like the 80s and like maybe like the 70s, like the amount of movies that they came out with in those times were nothing compared to how many they made in the 90s. Like, because it was a lot. You yeah. Know? And, and I you don't gotta remember, remember any of the movies in the 80s. The I don't 80s, remember it was Sword like in the, the Stone. Black, it was the Black Cauldron, The Fox and the um, Hound, The Fox oh, yeah. and the Hound, Roger Rabbit, The Mouse Detect, The Great Mouse Detective, The Great Mouse Detective, The Little Mermaid, right, and I think right. that's it, maybe. And then like Oliver the 70s. and Company. Oh yeah, Oliver and Company. So like, what five compared to like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Mulan, uh, Hercules, Hercules, the Lion King. Oh yeah, Hercules like, too. Hercules you know what I mean? The shit. Um, and yeah, and you gotta remember... I was never a big fan of Hercules. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Um, but <laughs> people back then weren't, um, as nostalgia, like, nos- the obsession with nostalgia is a recent phenomenon, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, very Because recent. we have the ability now to go back, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, whereas at really. that time, they're just like, okay, we've seen it. Uh-huh. But the Shrek thing, though, you know, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah. And I remember really liking, I saw this, no, go ahead, Peter, sorry. No, go no, I, go, go, go. I was saying that, and to bring up movies that came out in that era that people might want to revisit, I, at the time, and even still today, although I haven't seen them in ages, I watched someone's video essay about this weird era. Remember those, like, four directed DVD, the early four directed DVD Scooby-Doo movies? Um, oh, like those, Zombie Island. Those were incredible. I love Cyber those. Chase, uh-huh. The Aliens, The Witches. Those four, like, those were great. Yeah. To, I think um, Scooby-Doo, Zombie Island is, like, a legit great film. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. love that fucking movie. That scared the there, shit there out of me. There was one where they were, like, in a house with a bunch of ghosts or something. That's every uh, Scooby-Doo episode ever. No, but like they were <laughs> you gotta be more specific ghosts. though about that. You you gotta get the I'm witch's like ghost. Something else. Hold on. There's the witch's ghost, I, I the alien to... invaders, the cyber chase one, and the uh, zombie island, which were all directed by the same person. But I was, I, I think, as a kid, I was really into Scooby-Doo. So like, yeah, that was my yeah. Shit. But I really, I especially loved those those movies with Scooby-Doo. Um, and yeah, um, there were other ones that came after, but those four were the, like the main ones that, um, it's like <sighs> incredible to think that Scooby-Doo directed DVD movies, I think were better than a lot of the feature releases from Disney. Uh, remember like Disney also had the directed DVD sequels that came out in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. Like if going off of what, um, Miss Moreno had said earlier about like fuck this. I hate that this is a sequel for the 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 down under. Like uh-huh. I I hate it. I was never okay with any of the sequels. I hated the idea of the direct to DVD sequels. A lot of Disney fans did as well. Even the Aladdin ones? To be fair, even... I don't think I've I've seen the Aladdin ones but like not all of them were trash. To me, it's like, no, you're one and done. And, and not only that, but like the sequels, they were noticeably lower quality. Like as a go. kid, uh, I could tell. Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. I do not know. Oh, that, that, that was actually even older. That was from the early 90s. That was the one I think with Shaggy, Shaggy Scoob and, and, and Scrappy, right? Uh, I think think so yeah 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 there were some like there was also like um a werewolf one like those were those, those were from the early 90s that's even 10 years it. before yeah yeah i remember that one peter remember that movie no i don't remember that one no she's showing you a, a screen cap of it look up on your screen go back alexis no the ghouls no no you've had this, to that this was, one great. was my favorite <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's one of the ones with shaggy with a red shirt that's all i remember yeah yeah I remember oh. when he would wear a red shirt, and it was like blasphemy. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, the only one that I like is like the Little Mermaid one, but like because it's a Little Mermaid. I mean, but other Little than Mermaid, that, yeah. like I think the ones that I was like most offended by was uh, with the Rescuers one and the Peter Pan one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Funnily enough, those two were the only ones that caught my interest. Cause like the the down the rescues from Down Under was an actual like it was actually made by Walt Disney Studios and it wasn't like and then the, Return the to Neverland and Return to Neverland I remember Return to Neverland actually had a fantastic trailer for it did for the movie. it did I it was, had like I will give it that but I hate oh my god I just I hated like the main character in that movie like I wanted to punch her 
I did. Jane? She was such... Oh my god, I hated her. And so it just made me hate the movie. I don't I mean I don't I, remember the movie, but like I remember the trailer and the trailer was, she, she, was you like? she was the one that was like, No, like Peter Pan's not real, blah blah blah. You need to grow up. Oh Yeah, yeah. Well yeah, that's okay. I don't know. You know <laughs> I don't like, remember the movie. Kyle and Alexis are the big Peter Pan fans here and I have a hard time keeping track of which ones they like or don't like. Did you like the the Spielberg movie, Hook? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. Alexis. Oh her? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to say yes. I'm just asking, like, what's your honest Actually, opinion of that movie? And if it's no, please say no, because it'd be worth it just to see, you know, have Kyle here. Kyle, I'm sure, already knows. Like, I mean... I don't yeah. think he does. I don't think I don't think ever he ever talked does. about it. Yeah. Um, really? Honestly, I didn't watch it till recently, maybe, like, a year ago or two years ago. Oh, okay. Um, it was okay. I was more <laughs> I of, mean... I was more of, like, the the one that came out in 2003. Oh, like, I, could, I could recite that movie like word for word. word, for word. <laughs> Kyle, oh, okay. Kyle adores that one too. He adores all of them except the newer one that came the out, Pan. the Pan movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am interested to see the uh, the fucking, the new one. Yeah, the uh, the like realistic one. I'm actually re- I am interested in that one. No, but I'm always Wendy. really like yeah, Wendy. Um, but I've always I thought uh, you were referring to the remake they were, they were doing at Disney. They're doing a remake. Yeah, aren't they? Aren't they doing a Peter Pan, Alice Tinker in Wonderland Bell. crossover remake thing or something like that? I thought that's what the... I heard that it was Alice and Peter were going to be in the same movie together. I thought it was a Tinkerbell movie. Uh, you think we're talking it's about all of different the projects? <laughs> <laughs> no, I Peter Pan is one of those things I feel has been done to death. Oh where yeah. If, where if you're gonna do it again, you gotta do something radically different. Like I would watch yeah. like a rated R <laughs> Peter Pan. <laughs> where it's I like... like parts of Hook, but um overall it's not as great as I wish it, it, it there was a, I think a point in the movie where it could be great, but I think everyone agrees that like I I think it's a good film. It's I just I don't like I that hard... he grows up. Like it, it gets me <laughs> oh okay no that i love it i don't know you do yeah 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 all parts of it hook hook oh, okay. i mean and there I are parts also yeah. i think also uh when i was little i didn't watch it because i kind of i don't know if it, maybe i thought it was the same movie or something but i don't know if you guys remember that uh pinocchio movie with like the live action one with Jonathan no. Taylor Thomas? No, I stayed no. far away from it. Oh, that like movie that. creeped me out like so bad. <laughs> so I think I I don't know if like I said, I don't know if I thought it was maybe like the same movie or something, but I kind of stayed away cuz it looked the same to me for some reason. But yeah. No. No, no, no. <laughs> wow. Um yeah, any other things to say about Disney Plus Peter before we move on? Oh, I kind of hate it, and this this is why. Um, let me see if I can pull the story up. It was right fucking here. Uh, Disney Plus removes Daryl Hannah's butt from Splash with bad CGI. Oh, all um, of the the stuff. And and I've talked about this before, but Disney Plus goes like overtime and censorship of like just about every everything 
like they've removed certain episodes of the simpsons uh apparent i don't even know this but i just recently found this out like um uh what fuck i i just watched it um um what's it called Lilo and stitch no i know no, they no, changed that no. something in there um the show um gravity falls Mm, uh, yeah 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 Gr- yeah yeah grunkle stan like the symbol on his hat mm-hmm. they like removed it completely but only the first 15 episodes and then it's there for like the rest like they're being oh and then of course they like removed certain scenes from like toy story like they go over time to remove so much shit and to sanitize everything and it's, the one that really I think is in your face is that every single time you press play um, to watch a movie on Disney Plus, literally on like the top left hand corner, it, it says something about this movie contains nothing about or says something about tobacco or tobacco this or tobacco that or smoking this. And like literally no one but fucking Alan Horn gives a shit about tobacco being depicted in the movie. I would Honestly, I wouldn't care if that was all they did. They just said, "Hey, this film contains this, this, and this." You know, well, watch they it. They were your doing own that in the beginning. I mean, I know that like the one thing that I noticed from the beginning was the Lilo and Stitch one, and um, like the Sims, like the Simpsons, how they make it like smaller or like yeah. it's not like the right. It's not the right aspect ratio. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but like. Like, with Dumble, they didn't change anything. They just added, like, that sign in the beginning, which I think is fine. Like, I don't know why they didn't just keep doing that. Yeah. I think it goes back to them just having an identity crisis. Because I think one of the things that we hadn't talked about, but it was being reported, was that Bob Iger, one of the the factors of why he wanted to step away from being, you know, in charge of everything was because... They recognized that Disney Plus was going, they, they needed to develop more things and they were having problems getting things off the ground. To me, I, I think it's just a stupid situation all around because, I mean, how many things have been canceled and have been shut down? The whole Lizzie McGuire thing was just a fucking disaster yeah. and it's all their fault. I don't understand. Like, literally, I think no one would care if they just. Or they should have, Did like, it, the like, option how they do in, like, Netflix to, like, have, like, the kids one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think, like, there's a lot of stuff out there that Disney could be, you know, adding to their whole vault on Disney+. Plus, Like, the whole 20th century, the ABC programs, the FX stuff. Like, all that could literally be on there, but they choose not to because of the brain. Yeah, they're still... You can't own literally everything and then try to maintain the brand. Right. Because you're going to own some things that are not part of the brand and they're they shouldn't be part of the brand. That's part of the selling point of them, you know, and and it seems like instead of embracing that and saying, like, you know, just trying to do what they actually should be doing and naturally transition over and be and, and widen the scope of their brand, they're trying to you know, double down and, and change a lot of art. And and I guess it pisses me off because it's like, for most people, this is the, how the first time how and the only time how they're ever going to see a lot of these films and shows. And 
it's gonna be kind of butchered <laughs> like i don't know for for the people that gave all that shit to george lucas why are you not giving any sort of shit towards disney for this i think like, disney fans uh, are a lot more forgiving than star wars fans in every aspect first and foremost whether they should be or not yeah but i, mean, I also remember reading that uh that they were going to send out a survey to Disney Plus subscribers if they would be okay with more adult-oriented content. And I'm just, like, pulling my what, it, what little hair I have out of my head left because, like, guys, it doesn't have to be this hard. It really doesn't. Just make the damn show. Like, literally, just, just it. do it. <laughs> and And, like, in the same way that Netflix orients like this is you know the regular section and this is the child section mm -hmm. you you can literally have the opposite you can have this is disney plus and this is the adult section mm -hmm. so you know this is where you might have a little bit more risque content this that's is where, where you titanic can... is at. <laughs> yeah this is where we have titanic at and instead of just cutting the scene uh the the saucy scenes or blurring it in a really shitty way you just have the film, you know? And just you know, what I was thinking the other day is, like, all Disney does is remakes and revivals, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if they incorporated a lot of the history of ABC and what they own now through 20th century, mm -hmm. they could literally do, like, revivals and or sequel series to Buffy the Vampire Slayer and um, Firefly if they wanted to. And that would attract a lot of attention. It you would. Do a lot it of really, really would. <laughs> I mean, I really think that um, Lizzie McGuire show would be a fucking huge selling point for them. I that really was would. like the one that everybody was excited for, like even more so than like the Mandalorian or anything uh -huh. Marvel. Like it was the Lizzie McGuire show. Especially if you did it the way uh, what's her name said is mm -hmm. um, fucking have it just have it an adult, have it be an adult show. And it's following her as an adult with adult problems. Um, but it's the same character, you know, like I it's perfect because it's like, who are, who are you selling this to? You're selling this to the people that grew up on it. You know, the people that grew up on it probably aren't going to want to watch another kid's show. They're going to want to watch a show oriented towards them. Like, I don't know, just from a money perspective, it gets me mad when from like a monetary perspective, it makes sense as well. Like I get like. There's so many projects I want to see get made, but they probably wouldn't make that much money. So it's like, uh, fine, whatever, I get it. But when you don't make a project that would bring in all the cash, like, what's wrong with you? Just fucking do it. <laughs> and also, like, if you need programming, there are a litany of uh, shows in the history of Disney that have been canceled for terrible reasons. You could bring back Girl Meets World and make it more adult. You can bring well, back and finish off Agent, <laughs> Agent Carter. I'll, Agent I'll, Carter can finally come back and have its finale. Like, there's a lot of shows out there. I'll watch the shit out of a, a new "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark" yes. series. <laughs> if you, as long as you don't sugarcoat that shit, you know, make it. There's so many great ideas for shows. It, it shouldn't be this hard. Like the Calrissian Chronicles that you were Fuck, sharing. Yeah, just fucking do it. Like it's so easy. Just bring back uh, Childish Gambino do a show you can even have billy d narrate like the show 
like him reminiscing remin- you can start the show like first episode him like reminiscing at some table blackjack table like let me tell you here a little something sunny about my adventures you know he's talking to like some other bounty hunter he's giving him just telling him stories about his life and then boom that's the whole show you cut back to uh uh da- Don- Danny Glo- Donald Glover not Danny Glover Donald Glover as Lando and you, week to week you go on adventures with him and it's like fun. if they had prepared enough content in time this would have been a really great year for Disney Plus and getting oh, people great. Like, talking about their content imagine if they had an Incredibles TV series and it was premiering tomorrow mm-hmm. how like how much attention that would get every like, everyone would be watching that shit and it, and and you could have it like a uh, 2D animated it'd be great it'd be fun yeah um I I just <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. I've never held a like <laughs> any sort of position for these kinds of jobs. It just feels like it's easy. It just feels like creating programming for this kind of shit is really easy. And I don't know why it appears to be difficult for them. Right. And 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 that being said, and people to keep this in mind, we're talking about, you know, all this should have been made up pre-coronavirus, right? Because now we're in a time where the money is just not going to be there to do as much as they wanted, but yeah, it should have they, been there in the first place. Now they don't have the money to be spending on this shit. So I think that that'll create a lovely transition to talking about Bob Iger and the Disney company as a whole. You know, we had talked about, you know, for years and years and years, you know, how they were just the kings of the box office. And, you know, I think they had like five, six, seven billion dollar grossing films easily in 2019. But now theaters are shut down. There's no money being made off movies. There's no money being made off Cruise Line or the parks. Those are all shut down and are closed. I think I saw a headline that Disney as a company is losing $30 million a day and there's no money going in. Um, like to me, I don't I don't anticipate it getting to a really bad place where the company is gonna be sold off or acquired. And I feel that's a big reason why Bob Iger is like stepping in more now than he had before, is like he the the, the number one thing is to keep the company afloat and to not sell it off, right? For it to um, be acquired. Yeah, I don't know. To to me, um as someone who's just <laughs> gets pissed off a lot at disney kind of feels good seeing this uh happen especially because you know for the past few years you know the mouse has just been waving its dick around like i'm buying you i'm buying you i'm buying you oh i'm definitely buying you i own everything and everything everything and everyone and everyone can go fuck themselves and it's like all that big spending and then right at the point when they start to reap their rewards coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so now they're extremely weak, uh, extremely in debt, and no end in sight for what will happen. Um, there's, hasn't there been talks that maybe they'll be bought out? Um, no. There have been rumors. There have been speculation. Yeah. But there's Ta- nothing that's the credible. the talks, though. There's nothing credible mm-hmm. to suggest that that's going to happen. Not yet. If anyway. I were to put money on it, that's not going to happen. Well, let's see how long this thing lasts. Um, but yeah, I think a slightly weaker Disney is good for everyone. I'm going to say it. So 
I don't disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've often felt that, you know, from a creative standpoint, the money talked and it didn't have to be. And, you know, going forward, it's going to be a much different company, not just in terms of, you know, movies, which we primarily discuss on this podcast, but also in the terms of the parks, Alexis, or we talk about on Fantasy Fair, because I can just imagine there were a lot of things that were in development or about to be broken ground as far as expansions. And now that might be just called off altogether. And we don't know when, if and when that might even happen anymore at the parks. I mean, I'll tell you one thing, all of us were going to go on a big Disney trip this month. And Next now we <laughs> And now it looks like we're not going to we're never going to go. I mean, <laughs> it's just <laughs> I had many plans for this year oh, yeah. and all of yeah, them. Yeah, Disney Cruise Line. They're just yeah. destroyed, kaput. I like the the one who hates Disney the most is doing the most of Disney this year. <laughs> Well, no, not a, I did none of it. <laughs> but you were going to, yeah, you did very... none, but you were going to. <laughs> that was the point. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sad. I mean, you, I mean, you know, for as much as like, we don't, you know, talking about Disney as this like, you know, ether thing that we talk about, like, but I mean, you know, Alexis, you actually do work for them. Um, and I mean, you know, just to talk, frankly, it's, it's, um, it's scary. I mean, I mean, I'm just thinking about your perspective. It's like, you don't know what your future involving the company looks like, like just considering how bad things get. And uh, I like, you really love that job. It's sad because like, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like it took me a real, like, even if I'm not like, like, I'm literally, like, the lowest employee, whatever. But, like, it took me a really long time to get here. <laughs> it did, yeah. And so, it's, like, mm, like, I I just don't know what's going to happen. And, yeah, that just sucks. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I don't even know. I think the the big thing that they're trying to find a way to open the open up the parks pretty soon, but that's not going to happen. No, it's, it's, I don't and they shouldn't think even so. try. They shouldn't even fucking try because I think that's they're, just too big of a risk. They're going to. They want it so bad. They need it so bad. Because they, the- they, that's the thing. Like they need it, and like it. Like I know that it it looks bad, but like this is their income. <laughs> like like I like I I get both sides, and like I. I feel like I can't really like say much on it um, because I'm both on the side like, well, maybe you shouldn't because it like look at where we are. But at the same time, I'm like, I like I I want to go like, I don't know, <laughs> like not like go, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think to... everyone, I mean, everyone is just feeling, you know, it's feeling to the point where all of this pent up anticipation is growing. And also from a business standpoint, the sooner they get those parks up and running, the better it is for their, for their pocketbook. I, I mean, I get it all, but if the plan is as simple as, you know, we're just going to implement, you know, taking your temperature and wearing a mask. That's going to end in disaster, I feel, because it, it just, it's useless if many people are just asymptomatic. And masks, while they're not a requirement to work, to wear in everyday life, 
they're still largely ineffective. Yeah. It's really just for, like, show. And also, like, that's why I'm, like, gonna go back to why aren't we stopping, like, all payments and stuff? Don't you? Why aren't, why isn't the entire country on lockdown? Yes. That's the question. That does not make sense to me. Because I feel maybe, the thing is, like, I, I don't know if that would work with companies like Disney. Like, are they, like, does that include them also? You know what I mean? Or would it not include them? Because they're so big? Uh, parks cannot open anytime soon. They can't. They can't. Because it is thousands upon thousands of people from no, no, no. all over the world. I'm not saying to open. I'm saying to shut down every payment thing. Like Oh, yeah. I mean, we could. But we won't. And you can Welcome to America. Yeah, that's that's some <laughs> kind of the United States in Ameri- in a nutshell. We could, but we won't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean even in an emergency like this, that's just the reality of it. And um the big question at the heart of all of this is you know, when is this all gonna be over? I mean, the answer's always been nobody knows. Um, at every, I think it just changes week to week. I think when the pandemic was first declared here in the U S people were saying, April, um, (laughs) early June, early June would be when things would go back to normal. I think the safe bet is late July, early August, late August is when things can reopen if anything, but like. Not entirely. June, that's why they they moved. Um, today Disney moved. Uh, Soul. Uh, a lot of movies have been moved out of. Uh, I feel like May everything's been moved to November. Not everything, for whatever reason, Disney still has Mulan opening in July. Um, I don't know. That's not happening. <laughs> WB still has uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenant opening in July. I don't, That's not happening. I don't remember. I think it was Christmas when um, Dune was supposed to come out. I think, I think it's still going to come out. Yeah, right? yeah, no, they haven't changed it, the, yeah. the release date. But that's why I'm saying, um, yeah. It's just, I mean, uh, when do you think? What, what What's the best like conservative estimate? That August is when things will start to get back to a little bit of normal i would say august if if we're looking at best estimates but are we on april june july august. are we like cl- we're, we're in mid-april right now we're getting close to mid-april uh-huh that's a long time it is a long time but i mean you there is light at the end of the tunnel because i China's opened up again. Every day, little by little, they're reopening. Mm-hmm. Not only them, but Korea. South Korea is opening up. Even though things are still pretty bad, Italy is slowly turning around. Slowly, mm-hmm. but they are turning around. But how long did it take them? Well, they're not done yet. There's still people are dying. People are getting sick. I mean, they're not done. But with China, four months, I think, right? Four months. But you yeah. got to remember, China employed extreme measures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we will, we will not employ them just because we're not as authoritarian as China yeah. yet. So it'll be 
longer, maybe five, six months. So let's say once upon a time, this could have ended by late June, but because we're the U.S., late August is the conservative estimate, I think. And then didn't they say that they think it's going to come back during the winter? (laughs) I mean, a lot of things could happen. A lot of things could happen. And I think it's just the nature of this virus is that there's just too many things we don't know about it. Like the, 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 the list of symptoms alone can range drastically. The effects that it can have on your body drastically. And we used to think in the early days that it was just older people. Some people called it boomer remover. Um, but like we're, no, it's kind of random. Either you're asymptomatic, you're a mild case or it's killing you. Or it's or it's beating you bad, but you barely beat it, and then you have like long 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 term lung damage, heart damage. Mm-hmm. Like I saw somebody post about uh, a friend. It was like it was like somebody famous. It wasn't like anybody that I know. Um, but they tested positive, and they got like they had it like really bad. Like they went to the hospital and stuff, and. Mm-hmm something happened where like the the blood wasn't flowing to his leg and he had to get like emergency surgery like it's just like wild he wasn't amputeed was he i don't i haven't read like any updates but oh god it, yeah like i mean wild. we're just hearing a lot of horror stories i mean but it's like it, it's gotten to a point where even though we saw it coming but like one of the most extreme examples you know to the world is Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who was in literally in the ICU for a week, like, yeah. like that shit's bad. <laughs> like, yeah. imagine a situation where like we have world leaders who are succumbing to this. Like, this is and, like, it's, if, it's if you crazy. think that's bad. I mean, he got better. He, I mean, he no, he improved. <laughs> he improved. No, no, no I mean, he, he's recovering as we yeah. speak. I know but, I mean, that sucks. Uh, but I feel like. <sighs> And, like, it sucks that, like, we don't even know how because I have uh, my uncle's sister, um, her and her husband are both doctors. And they they <sighs> said that um, once you get, like, tubed up, they can't really do anything because they don't know what to do. <laughs> so it's, like, it's crazy. You just kind of have to, they can't really treat you or yeah. give you... Because there's no treatment. Yeah. There still is no treatment for this. They, like from yeah. what I understand, is like you have to ride this out as if it were a flu. The problem is this is no flu. This is like torrential downpour on your fucking immune system. Like it, it and and again, we're still in the early stages of it. That there's there's no treatment. Don't even think there's a cure or a vaccine anytime soon. The best thing we can do is some kind of a treatment of some sort but then again that's getting the medical stuff but you know the sad thing from what i've seen is um our medical workers and especially here in in america a lot of companies hospitals insurance companies of course have been putting their lives at risk and even mandating they go to work without having any kind of protective gear on we've had threats of you know strikes protests in the middle of a fucking pandemic that's wild (laughs) Like we talked about earlier, how some corporations were, you know, doing nice things. This is the worst. Like honestly, they're mandating their fucking workers to work like cattle, and then putting their fucking lives at risk. This shit is, 
is affecting every kind of aspect of life as we mentioned earlier so as far as like the parks it ain't happening anytime soon there it's not and then also as far as like you know going into movies like the big story that I read and everyone's talking about it right now is AMC theaters is, you know, conversing with their lawyers as to how to go about filing for bankruptcy. I was reading somewhere that they, uh, in the last few years, uh, they invested so much money to refurbish their theaters yeah. and to also, uh, install the AMC stubs program that as a result of it, there were $5 billion in debt. And only mm-hmm. just this year was the stubs program beginning to turn a profit, but it's so the timing was so catastrophic for AMC. It is all but guaranteed. They're going to be going under. So I think the question is who comes to the rescue? Because, the institution, as far as like movie theaters, I would have to assume that some big conglomerate or some of the studios themselves have a huge stake in keeping AMC theaters afloat because that's where they get their money from. And AMC is the largest theater company in America. If those theaters don't reopen, how are the movie studio is going to make any money? Like, Peter, I want to go to you first. What What do you think can be done about this? Um literally nothing <laughs> uh, as far as like the 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 theater chains nothing it's done unless they get some some bailout money um which i think they should get some bailout money <laughs> um but that's just me talking i mean there, there's what can you do what can you you just can't there's nothing you can do um but as far as like releasing films at home, like straight to uh digital, mm-hmm. while the the trolls movie made a lot of money, um, doing that, you gotta remember, for most movies, it's they make their money in theaters, and then they make their money for the online purchases and Blu-rays and all that with this one, you don't have that. You, you don't have the, the theater and then the bump of online, you just have the online. So even if you're maybe making more money, I wonder if it's still not as much in the long run because you don't have that so, second bump of purchases online. Let me be clear about something first. The Trolls World Tour premiere was still underneath the projections of what they had hoped it would do at home. It made like around twenty nine million so dollars, you know, in its release as a, a straight to VOD release, Trolls World Tour, and even that was still um, dramatically lo- lower than the fifty million dollar opening that it did at the box office. The first movie, anyway, the first Trolls movie. I think that the the general rule of thumb for people who are not aware is you're 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 if you're going if you made a movie to be released in the theater and you're like going straight to VOD no matter how much money you make including Trolls World Tour you're still losing money. Yeah, that's why I'm saying if they can go back to movie theaters they will. But I'm saying there's so much more money to be made at the theater that I feel like they're going to have to step in and help them. Because if they don't have any theaters open, or why are they, they going to make any movies? In and take advantage of them. This is a capitalist society now. Right, right, right. Maybe, but I mean, if 
I think if Disney hadn't bought Fox, they, they probably would have yeah. the money to buy AMC. Right now, no, they don't because they're struggling no. themselves. They they have zero money to be spending right, right now. They they need to be focusing on making money. Um, and one thing I th- I don't think people are realizing is this that if if and when theaters do open back up, I would assume as as you know the rule was Disney movies would make the most of that money. No, Disney movies easily. always make the most of that money. So I think that they would be in a better mm-hmm. as a studio, they would be in a better standing to make profits than the other studios combined. That's just the rule of thumb, right? For moviegoer yeah. audiences. Um completely. I'll, there are some exceptions and I I just want to throw this out there. Just release new mutants online. <laughs> just do it. Put the poor film out of its misery. <laughs> Just put it out of its misery. It's had like six separate release dates. It just... It feels like this wounded dog that's been on life support for years and they just refuse to pull the plug. Yeah, it's not hitting theaters. Just You're going to lose... You're just going to lose money doing that just please i never understood why they even bothered with a theatrical release that there's no interest and even if there is it's very niche it, it it's it's not gonna be a hit it's not gonna make money even if it was i think no. if they release theater. it right now it will yeah. make some money because nobody's yeah that's nobody's what i'm saying doing anything everybody's gonna watch this movie because there's no other curiosity movie to watch yeah so it's like just do it I feel like they'd they'd make more money just releasing it online now than they would waiting and putting it in theaters. And they could charge like thirty bucks even and people might even buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even like even like Artemis Fowl, which they're just doing on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Like even like that movie, they I think that they should do it not on Disney Plus first. Just to make something. No one cares uh, just to about make Artemis something. I don't think anyone will but buy Artemis Fowl. You don't know that. People are but bored. But I think the bigger question... Alexis okay, watched the friggin' The Reef or whatever it's called. I, Dolphin Reef, let yeah. Let me tell you something. I, I didn't pay any money for it, though. I yeah. mean, I didn't pay any... <laughs> I'd rather watch Dolphin Reef than fucking Artemis Fowl. <laughs> but there are some I mean, people that are going to watch it. The cinematography was beautiful. It was a beautiful reef. Uh, the Dolphin Reef. If anyone watches it, it's because it's free on Disney Plus. No one's paying that, fucking. That's why. No that's one's why. paying twenty dollars. But then again, the question is: Let's say a movie that will attract interest, like New Mutants, I think is great. Just put it on VOD. But then again, there are bigger, bigger, bigger movies like Soul, Black Widow, and Mulan. Mulan. Those movies have been given have been given new release dates. But do you see any? chance that they i don't but you don't any chance that those big movies are just going to be dumped on vod no i don't think those are their three biggest films of the year left right like um if, if if this goes on for a really long time and like disney gets desperate maybe um but but if let's say august they're back up and running i would if everything is back to a good place by August, they're going to go ahead with Black Widow, I think, in November, and then all the the movies that are at the end of the year. But there's also another component to this, and that is, let's just say August, it's okay to go outside. Does that guarantee people are going to go straight to the movies? Uh, I don't think so. People are going to be scared. 
people are still going to be sort of touch and go, so to speak, as far as what they'll do and where they'll go and how they'll spend their money. And also, Nobody's a lot gonna of people, <laughs> yeah, no one's going to have any money because a lot of people are going to be unemployed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's bad enough this pandemic, but there's also the the upcoming recession that'll hit immediately after. It, it it's just it's scary because I just I worry about not just like in terms of like you know the theaters and and, and Disney, but it's just like what about us? Like there's like the pandemic will end and we're gonna go back, but like what's gonna happen to all our. our us like as far as like our incomes our jobs like i it's just so unpredictable like i mean to me all i want at this point is for a slightest bit of guarantee that we're going to get through this and i think we are and i think we're seeing a lot of signs that we are going to get through it it's just what's so uncertain is the outcome how is it going to look like when we go back and then Peter, do you think that th- that this whole situation does that guarantee the end of movie theaters? Um I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so because if it, this was signaling the end of movie theaters, I would already have watched Mulan. Uh Yeah. I I would have, you know, like this shit would just be going to like there would be no if and or buts but the reason why a lot of these are just moving dates and not dumping them online is because they believe movie theaters make them more money and if they believe movie theaters make them more money movie theaters will stick around so currently no um i was watching um no our good friend john campia today peter and he was saying that he had some friends at Universal that told him that uh, the higher-ups were not ultimately happy with how Trolls performed over the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. What did they expect? Uh, yeah, it's what not what they, they were hoping. What, yeah, I what know, were they expecting? I don't know. I mean, it did reasonably well considering it's a VOD release. I mean, $27 million is that, but it's like I think they they had higher expectations for what it would do. It seems like anyway. I um, think with releasing it, uh, how they're doing it, I think it's going to take a longer process. Like, I don't think it's going to be counting like immediate weekend anymore. I think it should like, it's going to be like more time for it to actually like, okay, this is a successful movie. You know what I mean? It might be that because, way. Because, um, yeah. Well, like we're like in unknown territory now, but yeah. like, yeah, I don't like. I don't think that you you can look at things the same way as really. No, it. you really can't, yeah. and we can't look at nothing the same way. Yeah. It's just we're we're at the point where we're just improvising, you know, and we can just hope for the best. Um, but uh, it's just. Well, I'm, I'm, there's there's pluses and minuses. I'm, I'm happy that I'm getting the opportunity to watch all this great content that I hadn't before. And we can record and we can podcast with each other. But it's just... I do miss my life, though. That's the thing. I do miss, you know, my work and 
people and, and feeling productive and feeling like and being able to go places and it's just been so uprooted and the ram- the ramifications for what this cost me um like th- i'm basically out of work until the fall at this point because of what i do and well there goes everything <laughs> so it's um it's it this isn't an easy thing and um and and i think even still we're getting the better of it because we're not sick or dying which is the worst case scenario right now um yeah one thing's for sure is for however long we continue to exist as a civilization however long we continue to live we're never going to forget this year even though it is going to be called the lost year because like everything was fucking canceled but shit like including the people yeah. canceled <laughs> yeah um so i don't know ultimately the, the question is what's going to happen with movie theaters i think there's there's reason to be optimistic that something or someone will step in because there's just too much money that will be lost if amc just is gone and those theaters are demolished or they just are abandoned. Like I just don't see that happening yet. Again, we'll have to see how this develops, but I think really the studios are not, I feel going to let AMC just go away. If they are in a position to do something that they, to help, I think they will. If not, there are other, parties i mean again we do live in this fucking like late stage capitalist you know conglomerates like amazon could they own everything now i mean they could step in apple could step in if they're not busy trying to purchase disney um (laughs) so it's i mean it's just sad again and again and again like something is so like cherished to us as movie theaters we have to pray and hope that a fucking conglomerate can come in and purchase them and we can't like look at fucking antitrust laws or like some kind of a, a trust fund from the government to help out this situation. It's just so ridiculous to me. What happens if Apple buys Disney? <sighs> I mean, the... what does happen? Does anything really change? I don't think much will change. I think I, I think, think Apple... a lot will change. I mean, uh, from an operation standpoint, from a creative standpoint, all of the above. What what do you think? Do well, you what, one, what do you think will happen if Apple buys Disney? For one, everyone in every Disney film will be holding an Apple phone, and it will very much be shown on screen. That's like every Sony movie already. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we got that already. <laughs> There'll be a lot of cross. Um, uh, how do you put well, it? Synergy. I mean, I don't know. I. If anybody was going to buy Disney, I would like it to be Apple because they've worked together in the past. I wouldn't I would like Disney to be not bought but broken up. Well, um. I mean Apple basically made Pixar. So uh was it Apple or was it Steve Jobs? Uh he is Apple. <laughs> Let's so... not get there right now, guys. <laughs> um the point is um if you're, I don't know, I think there there would be reasons for there to be some excitement from a creative standpoint if Apple purchased Disney. 
because maybe they could, you know, take the company in terms of like the movies in a more interesting direction. I doubt maybe it. Maybe they could. Okay, then. Well, we're fucked. I mean, I'm I'm just trying yep. to paint a broad brush here with some kind of positivity, Peter. No, I don't know. There is I mean, no I positivity. You... Okay. Okay. Because I mean, if Disney stays the course, um, like I already thought that this decade was going to be a decline. Um, for Disney in general, but this kind of exacerbates that. Um, I'd like to think that if Apple bought them, they would take like, well, I mean, they have the money to do it, but it's also like what, it's kind of like Amazon buying AMC theaters. Like why would they bother with it? Right? Like Amazon and Apple are such like entities in and of themselves. They could, and they probably do good things with it, but, if you buy, like, let's say if Amazon purchased um, AMC theaters, they'd probably lose money for the first few years. And that's just how everything goes. And at a time when there is, like, a, a recession after a pandemic, like, I don't know. I also just don't see Disney letting, uh, until, like, uh, unless they're at a breaking point, I don't see themselves, like, agreeing to be bought out. Well, unless they're at a breaking point, it might. It, it's it's never up to them. It's it's the investors. The investors will sell their stock mm-hmm. to uh, Apple. So again, they're what they have to do is make the investors happy. Um, and the only way to do that is to make money. And if they're not making money, <laughs> hello, daddy, daddy Apple. I don't know, Peter. It seemed like you, it seemed like you, you you thought it was a good thing that Apple would buy Disney, but no, you were no, smiling at it. I think it's hilarious, but I think it's like you know, everyone blows up and dies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It's not a good thing. I don't know what to say to that. I mean, I guess that's just that's just how we'll close the show. Everybody will blow up and die. Um, can somebody think of a a, a non bleak way to end the episode? Because I'm out of ideas here. Take it away, Moreno. What? Oh yeah, so Fantasy Fair, uh, they got some fun content going up on there pretty soon, right? Um, so right now there is a Pixar ranked show, but pretty soon. There's going to be a ranked episode with the Disney princess movies, um, which I don't know. It seemed like everybody was kind of done by the end of that recording. I want to do the list that Peter's doing. Oh, that's going to be a massive series. That's going to, that will not take an episode to do (laughs) three or four parters. Maybe that's a long list of episodes. We have the time. (laughs) That's 58 films. Yeah. How do you? I don't know how. We'll, we'll discuss it behind Six the scenes. We'll discuss. <laughs> right. We'll see how that goes. Um, and then also we'll, we'll do weekly. I'm doing uh, tiers, not right list. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I, I yes, there's a distinction there. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Tiers, not lists. But still, um, a show will be made at some point. I assume, and then we'll do it. Um, as far as Red Spotlight is concerned, we have uh, endless audio commentaries coming your way. Um, <laughs> here on the feed, if not on YouTube, we got one into the Spider-Verse, Last Jedi. 
we did one with the rise of Skywalker, which I got to be honest, that was a more depressing show than this. So that was, um, that should tell you something. Um, rise of Skywalker was my coronavirus. (laughs) And then, you know, to brighten things up, uh, we'll also be having a commentary on knives out. So that should also be going up on, and cats. That's in development oh, with a surprise no. guest. Um, the guest better so, not be Kyle Lyra. I mean, I don't know what I can tell you, Peter. <laughs> I don't know what there even is to say. But um, yeah, those are our shows. At some point, we're going to get back to the table. Um, I have a list of movies that Peter gave me, and at some point, I will, assumedly, <laughs> begin to watch them. <laughs> So we can record to the tables. I know. That's yeah. what I need you guys to do. Like, make me watch movies because I just keep watching the same ones because I get lazy to look for new ones. I, could, I mean, I could, I could send you, you a list. Yeah. He could send you some for to the table. We could do those, technically speaking. I've literally um, watched all of Disney Plus, like, five times. Well, uh, <laughs> all of Disney yeah, Plus. you really have. Yeah. I'm watching... Uh, um. What's what's it called? Uh, the Diary of a Future President or something? Oh, the Disney Plus series. Yeah, I'm watching the cooking <laughs> show that they. Keep. I'm literally watching all. Of- oh, I'm watching Dance Moms. <laughs> Do you I, watch? Uh, you need to watch Ninety Day Fiance. That's what you need to watch. Oh no, I've been watching like the YouTube stuff, like the stuff that they. No, I can't. Um, it's good. <laughs> with Big Ed. Big I forgot Ed. to mention. Uh, uh, no, Alexis I and downloaded I... uh, the Food Network app. <laughs> oh, why? That's when you know you've hit rock bottom. Uh, okay. The Food Network app? Yeah. Well, I think rock bottom would be the HGTV app. I almost did. It's just like, I feel like with movies, I have too many options and then I get overwhelmed because I don't yeah. know which one to like, pick first. Yeah. It's almost like, I'm telling you, it's almost like you need a goal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's weird. But but if you have all the options, it's like, well, do I want to see that or I could see this? Well, that's kind of what I'm yeah, doing because yeah. my goal is to watch all the Spielberg movies now. Mm-hmm. That way I have a certain set that I have to watch. Mm-hmm. I have to make myself think of what I'm working to something, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Give Morena a goal. <laughs> well, we have, we're, we're going to keep, we doing commentaries. We, I think at some point it, we had guaranteed that you and I, Morena, are going to be doing Casablanca and La La Land, right? Mm-hmm. So those will be coming well, there pretty soon. Here's, how about this? Send us a list of all the films you've wanted to see, but you've never seen. Okay. You you have Letterbox, right? Let me just like look at our our lists of films that all the films that we've seen. Okay, I'll do that. Or I could I don't know I could and just send you the list spend to like see a good which hour ones to watch first. Or? Well, I could send you an hour. I could send I could spend an hour just like thinking of movies you might like. Well, I feel like I can do do that so easy with like Kyle and Alexis, but with Moreno, I don't know. I will say. I feel I, like I am not as picky as. 
well, you're, you're harder not, to nail down. Of what you have you an interesting like. range, though. yeah. Like her, so that's your, why your, um, like, you literally can give me anything, and I'll like I'll watch it. The movies you had for the decade that was a pretty interesting list. Yeah, but the movies like Whiplash and Spotlight on there. I feel like I can look at a film and I'll know to a T yeah. whether Kyle or Alexis mm-hmm. would like it. For example, who do you think would love? What we do in the shadows the most. That's definitely a Kyle movie. That's a Kyle movie for, for sure. Who do you think would like? I don't know. Um, any like political movie the most? An Alexis movie. Like it, it's pretty obvious it could be what we like. Too, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. I don't know. Like I that's just, what I mean. It depends. Yeah, yeah. But I don't. But I can. I never know what it depends on. <laughs> It's it's different every time. So okay, it's like... did you like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Alexis? Yes. See, that's well, that that's that's way out there. Okay, what about um? Yeah, but you also like Spotlight and Moonlight and Arrival. Um, those are pretty hardcore film like digest movies. There. What about Annihilation, Peter? I already saw it. Annihilation. You she did? Oh. Oh, okay. Did well, you shit. like it? Yeah. Okay. She also liked Doctor Sleep. So, have you seen? See, uh, see, I like these films. But I don't know if she would like it. Like, um, have you seen Ready or Not? No. Like, is it is it like a scary movie? It isn't. It's not. It's like it's a scary <laughs> comedy. Oh, okay, okay. It's on our Voodoo. Um, if you want to see it, our our digital locker. Yeah. yeah. I also uh uh. Upgraded to the 4K version of Lawrence of Arabia. I don't know if you guys saw oh, that. Oh yeah, I saw I it up there. I think I like told you about it. That I was like, what is it? What? Oh my god, it was. It looked amazing. That 4K restoration <laughs> of that movie. Oh my god. I it's I, I want to watch like. I mean, I don't know if you guys like watch any of them, but like like black and white movies, like like old old oh, movies. Yeah, I guess oh, what. Yeah. I I have a subscription to uh, Criterion. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I can't because I can't like find any. Like I was trying to look on like Amazon and stuff, and like the only one that like that I haven't seen that I like maybe might watch is like um what is it called African Queen? No. What about? Oh yeah, um, African Queen. Yeah, like that's the, the only African one because like they have like all of the Audrey Hepburn movies, but I've already seen all of those, and like the Grace Kelly movies, which I've already seen. So it's like, it's like nothing that like I haven't seen. <laughs> I can get. Apparently, I can one give of the, you the the login. One of the Spielberg movies had the final performance by Audrey Hepburn. Um, a romantic comedy called Always. Oh, okay, mm. okay. I never seen it. It's on my list, but like, that's not one people talk about um, in his filmography. But yeah, she died fairly young, didn't she? Yeah, they all do, literally. Um, that's that's a different show. Um, the brightest about, uh, stars burn out the quickest. Charlie Chaplin's Modern Times. Have you heard of that one, Alexis? Yeah, I've already seen that one. Oh, okay. Um, what about like um, To Kill a Mockingbird? I've Mr. actually never seen that one. Okay, we have that one on Voodoo, I think, right? To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't have yeah. Voodoo. I have the movies anywhere. You do have the Voodoo. It's the same password and login. Oh, okay. Then I just have a download. It's the exact same password and login. <laughs> so for Voodoo as movies anywhere. So like it's I there. even was like 
wanted to watch like the I mean, don't tell Kyle. Kyle, sorry, don't listen to this. But like the Bond movies, because I literally oh he won't don't tell him don't tell him no 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 he won't listen to this don't worry he will never listen to this like because I literally like I don't know because like I said there's too many options and I just like my brain can't handle it. (laughs) Never tell. I love Peter's reaction. Like don't tell him. No no no. (laughs) You know what's interesting? Um. I, for, like, how he went out of his way to purchase, like, the digital versions of those movies, I just discovered that on Amazon Prime, they have literally all the old movies (laughs) on, like, 4K. Yeah, and they have some of them on Hulu, too. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He's, he was just impatient. I... Wait, did he buy, like, the physical copies? Both. He bought both, but separately. So so originally years ago he purchased the box set, but he didn't get the digital versions. And then recently he just bought it again with the digital versions. Yeah, he bought the box set again with the digital versions. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's why he's working five days a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can afford. Don't it. worry, man. Yeah. He'll not, never hear this same. shit. <laughs> he's never gonna hear this episode. I don't even know the last time he's even bothered to listen to one of our podcasts. <laughs> Watch but him like, listen to this one. <laughs> Just I know, one. right? Of course. <laughs> Our fucking luck. Kyle, you bitch. <laughs> Never finished Breaking Bad. I know. I mean, Have you seen Breaking Bad? <laughs> I Not all of it, but I've seen like the ending. Cause my dad and my brother, um, when the last episode aired, they like they had two TVs in the living room. One was, one was to watch, like I think, baseball or something. And then the other one was to watch Breaking Bad. To watch because they had they aired like all the episodes, so uh-huh. I would like go down and like watch it, and then like Sons of Anarchy also I did the same. I I don't know if you'd like Better Call Saul better though. I saw That's the first episode. And... It, you know, that, the first episode is nothing to what that show gets. Like it gets really great. The like, show is season slow. It's slow though. Mm-hmm. But then again, so is Breaking Bad, though. Like, I think all of Vince Gilligan's work is pretty slow. Yeah. What happens is it takes a while to get going, but once it starts yeah. going, mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah. I well, feel. like, with Breaking I feel like... Bad, like, I did watch, like, most of the first season. And I just didn't continue because I don't know why I didn't. But, like, I did like the first season. Yeah. You know? Uh, I think that's, like, the least great season of that show, yeah. right? Well, it's so slow. It, it, it's yeah. not until, like, the second season this sh- just shit start mm-hmm. to, like, hit the ground running. And then by the third season, like, you're all in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to be here all year, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh god! <laughs> oh boy! Yep, 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 yep. Uh, well, uh, at this point, if there are no more recommendations or you know what, TV shows, you know what or... we should do when we do the uh, the audio commentary, we should have Kyle bring us pizza. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you mean for any any of them or one in particular? What do you mean? You mean in, in general when we do the next audio commentary, you you want for Kyle to bring us pizza? Yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Just to but have like, him bring us pizza. <laughs> yeah, I mean we could like. 
He's never offered us any though. He's never like given us any kind of yeah, like special or discounts. That's no, no friendship discounts, nothing. No. No. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Unless we called and we we I don't know. No, I won't even say it. That that's gonna be <laughs> awful. Um But if if that's the case, well, um, you know, we'll hunker down, we'll We'll be back in a week. We'll have plenty of commentaries. I want to tease uh, the commentary that we did with uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Me and David did that one. Oh, my God. I, I really loved our discussion. And you, I got to be honest with you. That, that that was like the most emotional I've ever I know. I've he was telling me about it. And I was like, dang. <laughs> he got really deep with it. Like, And I was like, honestly, I loved the movie before. But like, I gained a new appreciation for that film while like experiencing it with him like it's so great like he's y'all are are nothing but fucking waterworks like i i i didn't didn't cry like when i'm not saying he was crying but he was getting emotional okay when does david get emotional all i'm saying is like I've been when when the audio commentaries, you know, quote unquote premiere, I've been popping in to listen to a little bit of them. And I feel like every time I pop in, someone's fucking crying. Like I popped in at the end of that onward audio commentary. Okay, Jesus like, Christ. Obviously, you know this. You experienced it already. You should have known. <laughs> no, but I got to be honest, though. I was there and even I was surprised. Kyle was like literally weeping like okay <laughs> come on <laughs> i was like oh my god it was a whole thing but yeah and that wasn't the only one i think um N- no it wasn't <laughs> oh yeah the, i think the, I almost... the attraction one i cried in that one. Oh yeah you did no you you cried at, at two di- no wait Oh yeah, you cried because of Paint the Night. Yeah, you had she had like this emotional breakdown because um the Paint the Night parade is when she had like this big like revelatory like experience about what she wanted to do with, you know, her career and everything with Disney and it it, it was like, wow. Yeah, we've broken down several times. Yeah. I think um <laughs> I think I was the closest I came to like crying was when we were talking about that that scene where Cap sees Peggy back in the past in Endgame. Mhm. That's where I almost like. Oh, don't broke. worry, I popped in for that one too. Did oh you? God. Oh, that's wonderful. Did you pop in for the Last Jedi? It premiered today. No, at the end of this recording. No, 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 no. I haven't. It's heard funny it because Alexis Moreno, like, she threw more shade at JJ than I did in that commentary <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> Y'all are JJ haters. <laughs> like, I forgot what I, I I said something, but it that was like really mean. But I we talked what about was. the. One of my favorite scenes in The Last Jedi was when Rey was being taught what the Force is by Luke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what Alexis what Alexis said was that, wow, that's like Ryan telling J.J. Abrams what Star Wars means. <laughs> Y'all are haters. <laughs> Harsh. It got mean a little bit. Yeah, it got a little bit mean. <laughs> that's the thing. I feel like I've been the harshest <laughs> on J.J., but like... I I'm still like yeah JJ's a good guy I just don't like some of his work but you guys are like this is this is you know fuck JJ I don't know I don't know it's not necessarily JJ Abrams it's just what he represents that's the problem 
and his way of mm-hmm. thinking is just the issue in terms of like what how he views Star Wars to be. And again, that's up to anybody's interpretation, but like that's just not how we see Star Wars as. I think that's, that's why I despise Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. That wasn't film. even a bad movie. But it it's, what, it's what it represents. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like this really weird gatekeeping nerd shit where it's like all of nerddom is reduced to how much, how many references you know yeah. off the top of your head, <laughs> how many you understand, and like you're a piece of shit if you don't. And and, uh, and then of course they have like the main girl where she's like I'm ugly and like she has a slightly her red. Mm-hmm. tint to her skin on when I and it's like you're a model besides that like go fuck yourself <laughs> like <laughs> uh. you know I hadn't realized it but you're so right like I think now that I'm thinking about it for the commentaries that we've done so far at least with Moreno me Kyle and David they're we've all kind of cried I think yeah. of <laughs> yes <laughs> oh boy Maybe yeah. that's where we're letting all of our emotions out during this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we've always said that this podcast is just, you know, cathartic for us, you know, therapy in a way. Just, but it just kind of hurts because I'm not the reason you guys are crying. So oh, it's like, my <laughs> That's my job, and it's being fulfilled without me there. It's not right. So are we going to make this uh, Tiana commentary happen or not? It's up to you. I don't know what you're talking about. Because, I mean, we all really love The Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. and that's one I really want to do. Yeah, maybe I'll cry um, at that one. <laughs> <laughs> Tiana means so much to oh, me. Oh, but we talked about, Peter, we talked about doing um, mm. a double commentary with The Shining and Doctor Sleep. Oh, shit, that's long. <laughs> I'm not saying in one sitting, but mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, okay. whenever we get to do them. No, not, not fuck that shit. That's... <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not doing that, but like, you know, I'm just trying to think like, I think why I love doing the commentaries is that we get to watch these movies. It's so rare that we actually get to see them together, you know, like yeah. we've seen them all, but like together it's, it hasn't happened as much, especially now since the movie theaters are gone. I saw a movie, like went to the movies to go watch a movie with you guys. I think it was Last Jedi. Oh no, shit. I didn't watch it. It had to have been Last Jedi. I didn't watch The Last Jedi with you guys. No, she didn't. I don't know. <laughs> The, technically this wasn't, wasn't the last time yeah. we saw a movie together but uh the call after beauty and the beast was an experience <laughs> that was an experience was that the last one no because we saw well, we, we didn't see it that. all together we were in yeah, different yeah, locations true. we yeah. were in san diego yeah, they yeah. were in brawley coco i didn't know oh, coco. you weren't there oh but david, david was, was there. there yeah yeah that's why it was weird um rogue one it can't be fucking Rogue One. When where it was Peter, Kyle, me, and you, right? Wait, like was which came out for okay, I remember watching Rogue One with you guys. I remember mm, watching yeah. Suicide Squad, um Justice League. Yeah. Suicide Squad came out first. I don't and it think was Rogue we One. saw Justice no, League. No, I don't think so either. Oh no, no, no. I didn't see Justice League with anybody. I was by myself and it was uh, pretty bad enough as it was. <laughs> I think it was you know, Rogue One. Oh my god, like, that's was. Oh my god, that wow. It's kind of a while ago. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't think we'll get that chance again. <laughs> we'll see. 
Yeah, in, in some strange way, us doing the commentaries together has kind of like been like a supplement for not going to a theater. Um, and, and us being able to talk over it is also mm. a, a benefit too. So looking forward to Knives Out. If there is no other comments, we can go ahead and close off the show. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Peter, Alexis, this was a great show. I loved talking with you guys. Um, I don't, and, and speaking of, you know, other times, I don't think, has there ever been a podcast in our whole history where it's just been the three of us, like this particular group to do a podcast with no Kyle and no David or anybody else? I don't think so. It's weird. And also, I think the, the the biggest gift is that we get to have Alexis back in our lives in some way, because <laughs> she hasn't been on the podcasts as a regular function and like even longer than Rogue One, I feel. So, I so. I don't oh, know. yeah. Moreno reminds me like a couple years ago, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had gotten pins from Hot Topic and I got a f- was able to get a free one, and I got the Toad character from the Mr. Ch- Toad, the Dragon Prince, the show. Oh, uh-huh. and I was get- and I was like, oh, Moreno likes the show. I'll just give it to her. Um, and then I f- and then when we we're gonna go to Disney, I was like, oh, when we go to Disney, I'll just give it to her. Oh, uh-huh. but we're not going. <laughs> so like. <laughs> In five years, when we eventually all go to Disney, I think it's like <laughs> new me. at this point. It's like just like ship the damn thing. Just ship it. <laughs> no, I have to wait until I have to be like Disney and stubbornly wait until the coronavirus. Have you guys watched that show? I saw the first season. I haven't seen the second season. Oh, have you guys watched? Um. Oh crap. Oh, oh my God! I just I had it. Um, the dark no, the dark crystal. The dark night. Oh, that's a movie. Oh, the show. Yeah. The dark crystal show. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Did you watch it? I love it? it. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so good. I binged it. It's Me awesome. too. It's so good. Honestly, I think I had it. Like, I mean, be- after, before that one, like the one that I got excited for was um the haunting at hill house <laughs> yeah and then i watched that one like when it came out and it's so good mm-hmm. the i think it's like the dark crystal age of resistance mm-hmm. i recommended it to alexis but i think he was mad at the time and told me oh. to go fuck myself go watch it <laughs> <laughs> i never denied its greatness and there's great people working on, on those shows i just um I have some sore feelings about how certain things ended up going in, in past projects in which I'm not going to entertain so, any more TV recommendations. So what happens is um, <laughs> oh God. I, I make Alexis Can we stop mad recording? For, Can some, we stop recording? for some reason, and then he will, on purpose, vindictively not watch certain things, even <laughs> though he knows he will enjoy them, just because I recommended it to him. <laughs> this is the equivalent of like stabbing himself in the face (laughs) to try and hurt me i just okay i mean i i just feel like if i 
and what I have to offer is not being taken seriously, why should I reciprocate the feeling? <laughs> I, You see, it's like, you know, you give off a whole bunch of recommendations the other day. Okay, I guess we, we're talking about this now. But the other day, you're like <laughs> yeah. throwing out like these recommendations on the chat. And then like, well, yeah, I recommend Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season six. Where's that, Peter? And you're like, well, oh, shit, never mind. I'll back off. <laughs> And it's like, okay, yeah, because that's been out for almost a fucking year. And no, I don't blame Alexis because she doesn't like the show to begin with. But like Peter and Kyle do. And like, okay, nothing. If I watch it, will you you then watch everything I recommend you? I'm at a point where, you know what? I'd rather not have you even watch it. Because then I'm (laughs) going to have to hear like... Tear that shit apart. Well, because... inevitably like like though your whole re like i i you need to understand <laughs> that it's like the things that you say sometimes just confound me mm-hmm. like i wanted to explode the things that you said about frozen 2 <laughs> i was <laughs> can, can i say something okay so uh, peter i don't think you like i don't think i said this in that group chat but um somebody on twitter um or i think it was like tumblr but then they posted it on twitter um they were crapping on Lilo and Stitch. Oh, they I call- saw that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I saw my, that. I, like, my hands were shaking from how angry I was. And, um, like, I think I, like, sent the text to, like, the Fantasy Fair one. And I asked David, like, if he had read it. And he's like, I had to stop. I was getting really mad. <laughs> and then um, I talked about, like, the podcast that we did about the princess. And then I told him what you were saying. And he's like, no. And I was like, <laughs> how I felt when I read the Lilo and Stitching, the Stitch thing is how I felt when you were talking about Frozen 2. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Frozen 2. <laughs> Speaking of Frozen 2, David just actually purchased the physical Target version. It's a beautiful, oh, yeah. beautiful art on that Blu-ray. I guess, um, I guess I'm going to be alone in my island when it comes to that film, because Jesus Christ. I mean, to be fair, like there, there are people who don't like that movie either, but not ex- but not for the reasons that you said, it seems like. like I've heard, like, oh, there's too many songs. Like, Olaf is annoying. Why is Kristoff in it? Like, I've heard those. But, like, what you said, I was just like, oh. Because I speak truth. I speak truth. But I feel like I was nice to you, even. You were. You were kind. I would have, like, I wouldn't have even asked the question because I knew it was going to go to some weird place. And and lo and behold, that's where it went. Weird. Okay. It's directly within the text. I, okay. I, I would, you know, I would say Frozen 2 commentary, but, you know, I wasn't invited, so I can't say. Why do you think that was? I know why that was. I even asked Kyle in the middle of the recording why it was that you, he didn't invite you. And he, what did he say? He didn't want to? I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I know. I know, because for some reason, both you and Kyle get, uh scared at having me there at some of these you've already been in some of the commentaries like infinity war and endgame Mm -hmm. you have already had entire shows where you talk the majority of the time let somebody else have the mic which is why i gave it to (laughs) alexis and david to give their thoughts on those movies but i haven't had an opportunity to give my thoughts on frozen 2 on any of our formats yeah that's true is that true yeah 
Except for the last one. <laughs> well, that wasn't Where out of spite. Down. <laughs> that wasn't out of spite. It was because when we did the reviews, you hadn't seen the movie. So, oh, that's true. Too. If you had, that's true. yeah, yeah, but I had seen it by the time you did the commentaries. <laughs> did, did okay. I guess we have to have a whole show with you talking about Frozen 2 now. Is that what you're saying? Um, I think at this point we have to have a show in which I berate the film and then you guys have to agree. (laughs) I think it's only fair at this point. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Um, You know, it's just a reminder that, you know, there's rarely a time where all of us agree on something. And I think it's it says something about how bad Rise of Skywalker was that we all were like, no, this thing's trash. <laughs> I don't, I don't so. like that movie. <laughs> I don't either. Um, I just really don't. And it's funny because like you know when a movie is just bad when the commentary that we did on that movie, we were just talking over. We weren't even paying attention. I feel we were just like talking past it because yeah. like it's whereas a- like. I can speak for all the other commentaries that we did, like with Endgame or Last Jedi or Little Mermaid. We would stop at times. Because the movie the would movie. like suck us in, right? Like, mm-hmm. but no. There's nothing to engage with in that film. <laughs> I forgot. I forget so much of what happens in that film until I watch it again. And it's like, oh yeah, that was in the film. <laughs> I guess. All right, we can end now. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Peter and Alexis, for being here. We have podcasts coming up every single Sunday and Thursday on Red Spotlight. More audio commentaries, of which I've teased already, and then also Fantasy Fair coming along your way. Maybe even some To The Tables. We're going to be here a long time, but I want to thank you all for listening. Stay under the spotlight. See you next time. Bye-bye.